I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Timeless Spirituality. Let's start off with Homeroom. If you guys like the show, please go ahead and like and subscribe and leave a review if you would like. It always helps and I appreciate it greatly. So thank you to everyone for listening. I have a workshop coming up on May 7th with my friend and astrologer, Kelsey Faith Wells. And the workshop is titled Quantum Healing, Pattern Recognition and Release. And it's it's going to be cool. It's it's going to be about identifying the patterns of subconscious thoughts, really what keep us in place. So Kelsey's going to be doing some exercises to help bring some of that to the surface. And then I'll be leading a group regression to take you back in time to the origins. And then we're going to work on releasing it. So we'd love to have you guys there. And the link is in the description. And also, if you would like to book a regression with me to discover who and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. All right, a drum roll, please. Guys, I am so excited for this one today. This is by far my favorite episode. I've been waiting months to release this one. I recorded it back in late 2021, and I was waiting for the perfect time to release it. This is it. This is my favorite one to date, by far. Not only that, it is my favorite session of all time, and I will go into depth as to why it's my favorite session in the episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So I guess there's really nothing else to say right now except it's time to begin. Kaylee! <laughs> Wait, was I on key there? You rocked it. <laughs> yes. Kaylee, welcome to Timeless Spirituality. How you doing? I'm great. I'm always great when I'm hanging with you. Yes. Okay. So, first question, what is your favorite song that has to do with time? What is my favorite? You're right out the gate with that question. Okay. I have two. We can do two. You got two? Okay. So, I love um, Good Riddance by Green Day, which I know, like, everyone's going to pick. You're the first. And what? You're the first so far. Really? Oh, my God. I thought everyone... Hello. It's like, I, I hope you had the time of... I mean, I can't sing right now. I lost my voice, but time of your life that's crazy i just love it i think it's so beautiful like i love the message of it you know that like take the photographs and still frames and make the best of this test right so yeah i love that 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 concept and then there's another one um which is i mean i guess they're both from when i was in middle school <laughs> um but the other one is uh save tonight by eagle eye cherry and I like in middle school, I loved that song and I loved the concept and everything. And then, you know, what we're going to talk about today, when uh, David, my fiance died, I hated that song and like could not hear it. And if it came on or somebody was singing, I would just like burst into tears and I would just be like a mess for hours. And now, thank God that I've healed from that uh, very painful experience. Like now I love it because it has real meaning. Like, we never know when that last night is with someone that you love and and it's it's important to cherish that. So those are my two. Awesome. Well thank you for sharing. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you. Who is Kaylee? What's your story? Such a huge question. Daniel, I love how you um always do that with me. It's like just go. Um, well, I'm originally from Los Angeles and uh when I was a little girl, when I was twelve, I was diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis. So my life changed very, very drastically as a child, as a kid. And that really started me on the journey that has made me who I am today, that, that has informed my profession, my career, and, and how I live my life. So just for those who don't know, MS is an autoimmune disease. It attacks the nervous system. And anything can happen because it's the nervous system. It attacks the nerves in the brain and spinal cord. And growing up with this disease, I experienced 
pretty much anything you could think of. I've been blind in one eye. I've been paralyzed. I've had times when all my internal organs shut down. Horrendous pain. I would. I always say I think like pain is the worst symptom because like you look fine. No one can tell that why you can't function or even think straight. But it's it's literally debilitating, um, and nothing helps. I mean that's that's so frustrating. You can try every medication under the sun, and the medical system unfortunately really falls short on that. So I grew up with a lot of. I don't like to say suffering, but the truth is that I suffered a lot. And at the same time, it was a huge gift because I understood from a very young age how lucky we are to have every moment, to have every ability. You know, the days that I could see, those were massively exciting days. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just like normal Monday. It was like, oh my God, I can see, you know, and it makes you want to do everything and anything and, and live life to the fullest. Like, I mean, people say that as a cliche and I always giggle because I'm just like, let me tell you what living life to the fullest actually means, you know, and you just go, you know, and thankfully, you know, disease affects the whole family, which is, which is, you know, a massive challenge. Anyone with an illness will tell you that it, it's, it's the whole family has the illness in a sense, but that also meant that, that my parents and my brother were all growing and learning with me and also their values were changing. So you know, on the good days, my parents would take me out of school to go to Disneyland. And like, just because why not? Because life is too short. And, you know, there was an understanding in our family that it wasn't about the grades. That's not what life is about. It was about the memories and right. Like the song I just said, right. The time of your life, make the, make the memories. So that's what we focused on. And that was a really remarkable way to grow up, to grow up understanding how every moment is truly a gift and that I wanted to make life meaningful. Um, what was really interesting about going through this at such a young age is that I didn't have enough of a concept of how severe of a disease this really is. I know that sounds weird. Like, well, if you're blind, you know, like, what, what do you mean you don't understand how severe it is? But, you know, children, we don't have a lot of foresight. Our prefrontal cortex is not developed yet, so you're not able to think far ahead. And without that, it was hard to grasp, you know, what would be the long-term impact for my life. And, and, and the benefit of that was that I was able to be very resilient about it and have a lot of hope and optimism and really believe that I was going to be okay and that I was going to get through it and stay strong through it. And so because of that, the people around me, my classmates, my community started to gain a lot just from watching me, from watching my experience. And I, and I learned this one night, um, I had no idea, right? I had no idea that what, what, what I was going through was affecting those around me. I was just trying to survive, you know, in the best way that I could. And so one night I was at a sleepover with some friends in my class. I was in, I was in seventh grade. And it was early on in the, in the diagnosis process. And we were playing a game, like one of these chicken soup for the soul games. Like you ask these like life questions, you know, and the card that was pulled was who is your hero? And I was like, you know, since I, since I had been diagnosed, so many people had come into my life that had helped me had helped my family. So I, I was sitting there trying to figure out how do you choose? Like, how do you choose one person when like so many people had greatly impacted my life in that moment and the other girls while I was sitting and thinking, we're like, well, we know ours. <laughs> and the, the irony, I, I just love telling this story because it's so ironic, but like, I felt left out. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not cool. Like you guys all came to a conclusion together and talked this out together. And like, I was like, I felt excluded, you know? And they looked at me like, what? Like, what's wrong with you? Like you, like you're our hero. And I was, I was so shocked by that. Like it completely caught me off guard. And I asked like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I had no awareness that something that the process I was going through was had any impact on anyone else. I was just, you know, again, like just trying to survive. And, and when I could just be a kid, be a kid, even though that like was basically taken from me. And, and they, they started to share like how they also started to change the way that they were living their lives, that they didn't leave the house in the morning without saying, I love you to their family members, that, that they stopped taking it for granted or complaining, you know, when like they had an hour of physical education during the day when like I had to skip that because I couldn't do it. So that was a huge turning point in my life when I realized, oh, this is happening to me for a reason. And 
and I need to understand what that is and invest in that, like really lean into that. And so I decided to start sharing my story. So all of like high school, I was like traveling all over the U.S. I was on a plane like every other weekend, speaking in high schools, middle schools, sharing my story and raising awareness about MS. I started a nonprofit when I was in ninth grade with a bunch of other teenagers. Like this was like such a cool way to grow up. Like I was surrounded by kids who believed that they could do anything. And they spent their Sundays instead of being at the beach at board meetings. Like it was just remarkable. I just feel so blessed to have had all of these experiences, even though it was really hard. I was really sick the whole time. And I also had this belief that it was okay to be sick because I was sacrificing for the greater good that, okay, so if, if I was like pushing myself for the cause to inspire others and to raise awareness, then it's, it's okay to sacrifice myself for that, which I've had to learn is not true. <laughs> it is not true. And that I actually have a much bigger impact on the world when I'm healthy and well. So that's how I grew up. I grew up with this disease and lived with it for 18 years. And then, yeah, as an adult, at a certain point, I just realized enough is enough. I didn't want to be sick anymore. I started to see, right, like I told you, as a kid, like you don't understand the implications. All of a sudden, I started to see how it's affecting work, how every little thing. And um, I had a moment after a lot of stress, and anyone will tell you, you know, stress has a, a, a really negative impact on any kind of autoimmune disease. So I went through a really, really stressful time in my life and was expecting to get sick. And so were my doctors. Everyone was sort of like preparing for that. We all knew like this was going to be a stressful transition. And the only symptom that happened was that a few days afterwards, I couldn't use my hands. I just woke up one day and couldn't use my hands. Like I couldn't open a bag of chips and or, you know, even unlock my phone, like the screen on my phone. I just couldn't use my hands. And I remember feeling relieved. I was like, I was like, oh, thank God it's just my hands. And then I was like, like my next thought was, wait, that's not okay. Like, that's not a normal response, Kaylee. Like, you can't live your life this way. Like, what? And that's, that was my moment of like, no, we are done. Enough is enough. We're going to figure out how to navigate this. So at that stage, I basically threw myself into learning everything I could about the mind-body connection and all different paths to healing and wellness. And I was willing to basically try anything and everything. And yeah, I mean, today I'm 10 years symptom-free. So it's been, it's been a remarkable journey. Um, and that's just like one half of it. But yeah, so thank God today I'm really healthy and I get to guide others with chronic illness to also get relief from their symptoms all through the mind-body connection. I mean, it's so, so profound and it's all based in science. I mean, once I started looking into this, it was like, there's so much science here to back this up, which is incredible. So I know you're going to ask me, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> but the other part of this is that while I was on my healing journey, I met this amazing man, David, while I was living in Israel. And uh, we started dating and uh, we very quickly, very quickly got engaged, even though we didn't tell anyone, <laughs> but he proposed like really early on. And... Um, uh, yeah, nine months to the day from our first date, he died. He went to sleep one night on Yom Kippur and did not wake up. And I mean, it was a huge shock, obviously. I mean, that's, that's an understatement. And I mean, shattered my world. And I, I, I was... I don't even know how to describe how broken I was. I was broken. I, I was, I was, I mean, I literally, when I felt that pain, I actually thought I was like physically going to tear. Like I thought I was going to physically just like tear down the middle or something. I didn't, I didn't think like I was physically capable of sustaining that kind of pain. Um, and yet at the very same time had complete awareness somehow. And even in the first few moments I had this like, I guess this like higher level understanding or, or, or divine insight, something popped in that was just like, oh, like everything was preparing you for this moment. It was this awareness that like the first thought was like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, is, are you serious? Like I've been, I've been through so much. Like how can, how can I also have to face this? And then the next thought was like, oh, everything else was just almost like practice. I was just being prepared to face something bigger than I ever imagined. 
And, and that moment and that the process I went to, went through to heal from losing David really put me on a much deeper path of not just healing the body, but, but, you know, aligning mind, body, and soul. And that's what got me interested in the, the journey of the soul. I wanted to understand what was happening for him. What does this mean? Like, were we, were we supposed to be together? I, I had a belief deep down that this was all on purpose, that we spent that nine months together for a reason, that I was supposed to be in his life for those last nine months. And that at least, you know, if he had such a short life and you know, he was 29, that at least at the end, like he was in love and was feeling like he had something to look forward to and was happy and feeling fulfilled. So I, I believed that, but I wanted to understand anything I could about what was going on for him because I, I believe that the soul lives on. I have always believed that, but I didn't, I never had to like really sit with it. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I was broken, but I, I had to really sit with it. And so that was also, I did this deep dive, trying to understand everything I could about the soul and the soul's journey from all different perspectives. And yeah, and as a result, you know, it has absolutely transformed who I am, how I am. And yeah. And today also, I also coach people who've lost a spouse or partner because I saw as I went through it, like there's just not enough resources and no, I mean, I'm a therapist, but until this happened to me, there's no, there's no way I could have related to someone coming into my office whose face is kind of lost. So I realized that people really need to feel like who they turn to, you know, can relate. So yeah, that's me. Anything else? <laughs> Did I leave anything out? I think we got the beautiful gist of it because I've seen okay, you talk okay. about this for hours, leaving everyone in the room captivated every step along the way. But that was good. So thank you for sharing that. Thanks. <laughs> so now this is when I get to have my fun. So where yeah. does Daniel enter the picture? Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you where Daniel enters the picture. Oh, yeah. This is a little bit that I do where I interview myself sometimes. Awesome. Yeah. So where does Daniel enter the equation or enter into the picture? A few years ago at this point, it was in May of 2018. I went to Israel for my best friend Brian's wedding. And when I was in Israel, I would meet people and they'd say, oh, what'd you do? They'd say, oh, I'm a past life regressionist. And they'd be like, oh my God, you know, that's so cool. Can I do a session with you? Now at the time, this was a little weird for me because when I would tell people in the States that I was a past life regressionist, that's not typically the response that I would get. I would get what I was like, what? What's that? Huh? What are you doing? That's crazy. Sometimes people would be like, okay, yeah, that's really cool. Anyways, so people would say to me, oh, can I do a session with you? And I would say to them, look, I would love to, but I'm only here for a couple days. I'll come back and we'll do a session, whatever it is that I come back. So at the wedding, I ran into my friend Charlotte. She was someone who I'd met 11 years prior to the wedding. And we were doing that catch-up thing. And she's like, hey, what have you been up to? I'm a past life regressionist. And she says, oh my God, you have to meet my roommate. She is into that type of thing. She loves it. You have to meet her. I said, well, I'd love to, but I'm leaving tomorrow. And then her response to me was, no, she's here at the wedding. You have to meet her. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, where is she? I love these types of conversations. Where is she? Let's talk, let's talk. So that's when I met Kaylee. I met Kaylee at the wedding in Israel. And it was, and Brian was one of David's best friends. It was in that moment too where I guess you could say synchronicity started to click for me because I remember hearing about David through Brian when it happened. Mm. So now I'm able to put more of the face to the name. You know, Kaylee and I had, we clicked over that because, you know, everyone else is, who knows what they're talking about there. The weather, their ties. We're over there talking about the journey of souls. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's the type of conversation that I love to have. Yeah. You couldn't pull us apart at that stage. Like, it's like they're getting married and we're talking about the soul. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) And I remember thinking as the night went on, I need to do a session with her. The thing for me was I was leaving the next day. I was leaving the next morning. (laughs) Like, how am I going to pull this off? So I went to Kaylee and I said, let's do a session. And she's like, okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. I think you may have been a little more emphatic about it. Yeah, I was insanely excited that you wanted to do that with me. Just to set the picture for you guys, I hadn't packed yet. I was heading off to Tel Aviv in the morning to go to the airport. (laughs) 
And as soon as I got home from the wedding, I God, we probably didn't get home until one or two, at least two a.m. I went back to the hotel. I'm just like, ah, gotta pack everything up. Gotta pack everything up. I may have gotten an hour or two of sleep because when I left the hotel in the morning, I came to Kaylee's with all of my luggage. Yeah, you had everything. That's true. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. You brought your luggage. <laughs> so sometimes things don't always go according to plan. And this is one of those times I'm very grateful that things didn't go according to plan because my plan was not to do a session while I was in Israel. Mm. But my gut was telling me to do it. Before we even talk about this session, I just want to say that as a practitioner, I was always looking for the cool sessions. I always wanted the sessions that were talking about outer space or talking about ancient civilizations, things that were outside of the box. That's what's excited me, or I'm sorry, what really excited me as a practitioner. And when I would get sessions that didn't measure up to that, I wasn't necessarily disappointed, but I wasn't over the moon. And whenever anyone asks me, what's your favorite session? There's never a question in my mind. It's the session I did with Kaylee. Aww. Oh, don't act surprised. I've told you this before. <laughs> I still, still means so much to me. I'm still expecting some alien, you know, session to one-up me. Maybe at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, Kaylee's session was a game changer for me because I realized it was all about matters of the heart. That's what truly mm. matters. Yeah, sure, the ones with aliens are cool and ancient civilizations and the story <laughs> of Atlantis and Lemuria. Or the origins of the human species and the human race. But those don't have heart. Mm -hmm. So I evolved as a practitioner that day because I walked away seeing what was truly important. And still, to this day, there's never a question in my mind, which session is my favorite? I know I've said this to Kaylee before. I don't have kids, but from what I hear, parents say that they love all their children equally. I don't know, maybe. It's not the case here. There is no session that compares to this one. Yes, oh. I love all of my sessions. <laughs> not equally, though. It was a pretty magical session. It was. With that said, Kaylee, would you mind talking about the session and what came up for you? Oh my gosh, of course I will. I mean, it was life-changing. Um, it was really interesting because even though I, I was learning so much about the soul in past lives, for some reason I didn't think David and I had past lives together. I just, I don't know. I felt that we were deeply connected. I believed that we... Um, had intended this life together to do exactly what we did, to be there for those nine months in each other's lives. Um, but I just, I didn't think we had passed up, so I didn't know what would come up. But of course I was, I mean, so excited just at the thought that the concept that I might interact with him or see him. And, and so, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that like we would drop into like a life between lives or like I would like talk to him and see or like our planning session or something. Because again, I just didn't think we had past lives together. So funny now to say that. I'm like, that's so naive. <laughs> what was I thinking? And it was so profound because like we had, we ended up seeing so many lives that I had with David and we started out. I'm trying to remember now which, which one came first, which life that I saw first. The island. That was the first one we saw, because I know that was my first life with him. But I wasn't sure if that was the first one that you took me to. But I think it was. The irony also of all this is that I can't remember what happened in a session I did last week. <laughs> but <laughs> this one, you know, you're like, it's the island, and it was this year at this time. Yeah. It, it may have. Well, I'm fairly, I know the island did happen in that one. I yeah. maybe mix up on the order, but I can remember the lives, which still yeah, yeah. boggles my mind. <laughs> it's so mind-blowing. It's so mind-blowing. Well, okay, so whether this was the first one we saw, this is the first life that we had together. It was on an island, and it's, like, so precious. Like, we were young. We were, like, teenagers in love and, like, super giddy, and, and we were – it was tribal. And, I, and now I have to remember, I, I wrote it down. I looked it up right after the session, and I actually found – the island and like pictures of the natives. And I was like, yeah, that's what we looked like. So cool. Um, so I wrote it down and one day I'm going to go visit and I could see us. I saw how we were dressed and I saw, the, I saw everything like the colors of the trees and the, the clear water. And it just like we were children, like playing. And what was so profound for me about that was that from the moment that, that, you know, we started dating, we, we both have a deep love of the beach. 
And that was like a, it was a huge bond. That's what we bonded over. And when we were looking at homes and where we wanted to live, we were looking at houses, you know, in this like really beautiful beach town in Israel. And so it was like, it's like, like, oh, it wasn't that we're both these separate individuals who both happen to love the beach. It's that we first fell in love at the beach on an island, right? Like it was like all of a sudden it clicked in like a new way that like, oh, so of course that's how we came together in this lifetime. And that's how we had, like, there was like a familiarity, you know, with each other from that. And what was also so magical about seeing that lifetime is that the way we played, we kind of like would run in the water and he was really silly with me and like would splash me. And, and so I was seeing that playfulness and he was very much like that in, in this lifetime and was like that with me. And, I, and that was something I cherished so much about the relationship because I can get very serious <laughs> and it was so healthy for me and it was like so beautiful that he was able to take me out of that and get me to be the kid and get me to be silly and I loved that about him how silly he was and so it was also really sweet to see like that kind of carried over and so in a way it's like if I could imagine what the planning session would have been like that like he would have chosen those qualities those characteristics as David in this lifetime so that I would recognize it so that it would attract me as like, oh, wait, something's familiar about this. Like, I, I know I like this, you know, and this person feels familiar, which, by the way, I have to say is really interesting that when we met, he immediately recognized me like he knew he was supposed to be with me. He just knew that I didn't have such a clear knowing, but he he was just like clear. He's like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I know you and we are supposed to be together which is amazing, right? And again, because I didn't think we had past lives, I was like, how did he, how is he so clear? But he knew all of this and, and it was present for him. It was real for him, which is so cool. So that island life was really, really fun to see and to just play. And I, I remember the feeling, I remember being in the session and just, I don't know, I felt like I was in that for years. I know it wasn't because you had to catch your flight, but I felt like I was on that island with him. Like we were just there for like days. I don't even know if you were speaking to me or not, Daniel. Like I was just, it was so magical. To, I was just transported. I, I was there with him, you know, and it was so special to get to have that. And I, I can't, how do I describe how much I, I was missing him? You know, it was May, I think the, the wedding was in May mm -hmm. and he died in October. So it was like months of pain without him. And all of a sudden I'm like spending hours with him, you know, that's really how it felt. And so that was one lifetime. Um, I just want to go back there right now. I'm playing just like talking about it. Um, if only you knew a past life regressionist. Oh yeah. Oh no. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll have to do a session after this. Um, <laughs> cause I would love to visit David right now. So, then the next life was so interesting that, that we got to see where I, I was very involved in, in women's suffrage. I was like a leader in the women's suffrage movement. And he, I mean, he was also very involved. We both were, we were married and it was so interesting because it's, it's so, it's so amazing how you do this, Daniel, like when you're guiding someone during their, their regression session, like, I walked into a house and it's like, at first you don't know anything about where you are and you're, you were able to like guide me to like go look on the table and find the newspaper and find the year. And, and I like write down your name and like, walk, like walk around. Like, and, and of course I walked into the living room and there he was sitting in the living room. Like, I didn't know that. Like we had no idea. Like there he is sitting in the living room. Again, it's so fascinating. Someone can look so different. I can see him now. I see his hat. I see his fitted suit, gray suit. Like it's, it's as if I, like I could be there right now. And I sat down on the couch next to him and um, just, it's so interesting to me. And this is what's so fascinating when once we start getting into past lives and understanding, you know, the journey of souls is that the soul is the soul. Like you could still recognize that person, even if they're like in a different like being, I don't know how else to explain it. Like he looked different. He spoke differently. He was dressed differently. I was, was dressed differently and looked like a different, different person. I was a different person, but we recognize, like you still know that that's him, which was amazing. And I just, you know, I sat down on the couch with him and we were talking and that was really, really special because 
I was able to speak to him both in the context of that lifetime, like, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, who are we? What do we do? And and I was able to get a lot of insight about that. And then that was also an opportunity when I was able to ask him, you know, just like for messages for me now and, you know, our lives now. And, and that was, was really profound, you know, like to be able to sit with him and have him, I mean, really communicate. I mean, he, he really communicated and, and it was like, I also, I felt like I was there for days on that couch with him and just talking about life. And, and I also thought like, I thought that, you know, if I could have a conversation with David again, I I envisioned it a certain way. I thought that it would be like, I I would ask certain things like, or I would apologize for certain things or ask for forgiveness for certain things, or, or I would be like, I would want to forgive him. But I mean, I had done a lot of that work already, but you think that like, once that person's there, that's what you're going to do. And it's so not what we did. Like, it's just like, we just wanted to be able to talk as if like nothing had ever happened as if time had never like, as if he was still here right now. And that was so special to just, to just kind of hang out, to just kind of talk and like, and to just tell him like, Oh, you know, it was like Brian's wedding yesterday. And yeah, I know you were there, but like, I'm going to tell you about it anyways. Like it was like so amazing to just, I remember that feeling so distinctly of it's like, we didn't skip a beat to just sit with him and just talk, like shoot the breeze. And yeah, that was really, really special. And yeah, and he did have beautiful messages for me that it's not like I I needed it in the sense that I wasn't functioning without it, but obviously it was so comforting and healing to, you know, get to hear him say how proud he was of me and, and, you know, how grateful he was for me and the time that like we had together and, you know, what it's like for him to be, to be watching me and, and that, yeah, that we did everything exactly as we were supposed to. And that he's always with me and that I can go back and and talk to him anytime I need. It was, it was really, really powerful. And in a weird way, I actually, like, I thought that that might hurt. I mean, obviously when you suggested it, I was so excited, but I also didn't know, like, like, that could be really painful. And it just wasn't, it just felt like, you know, it's like coming home. Like there was just like a wholeness to the experience. And yeah, I mean, I I don't really know how else to put it. It's like, it's not like it's filling a void, but it's like, I don't know. It like filled my heart in a way. And to just be able to spend that time with him. And, (laughs) and when we, I went, I went to work after this, like you went to, you went to the airport and I went to the office I went in late. You came over so early. That was crazy. Um, and one of my colleagues, um, who's, who's a good friend was looking at me like all day. I was like grinning ear to ear. I was just like high on life the whole day. And, and at some point he pulls me aside. His name is Simon, sweetest guy, Simon. And he, you know, he, he was with me. I was already, I was, this is where I was working when David died. So this was like my friend at the office who like in the moments when I was like having a breakdown, like needed to go hide somewhere would like go into his office, you know? And so he just like, kept, like he finally pulls me aside. He's like, what is the deal with you? Like, what, what are you on? You're so giddy. Like what's going on? And I was like, Oh, I spent the morning with David. <laughs> like I bet it was like the most normal thing. He kind of looked at me sideways and was like, I don't, I don't understand. And then he was sort of like, okay, yeah, but it's Kaylee. So okay, yeah, whatever, like, I could take that, I'm not sure what that means, but okay, he's like, well, I'm really happy for you, you know, and then, of course, later after work, I was like, I, like, explained, you know, we did the past life regression, but it was, like, the most normal thing to me, where I was like, yeah, I spent the morning with David, of course, and I really felt like that, I really, it was so real, it is so real, it is so real, and, and you can't really predict, like, the things he said they're not things that like I could have fabricated. You know what I mean? No matter how well you know someone, there were things he said that like that that surprised me. I remember feeling that like I wasn't expecting him to say certain things. They they surprised me, and that's also like that's really interesting. Like you're really actually interacting with the soul, and it's it was just yeah, it was a life changing experience for me. I just I love that session, <laughs> and and we've even like I've had sessions with him since, but that was. That was profound. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my favorite session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even tell you all of it, but it's, yeah, it was magical. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, magical. I mean, especially because it was pretty ambitious. You were like, okay, let's just see all your past lives with David. And I was like, yeah, okay, I don't know if there are any. <laughs> there we were, one after the next. I don't think you saw them all though, right? Because in the subsequent sessions that we've done, you've seen others, correct? I know he's showing up in other sessions that we've done. He he has shown up in other sessions. I'm not sure if in those sessions it was a different lifetime because one of the, one of them was a little bit uh, unclear if it was the same um, lifetime that we had on the island or not. Well, if I'm not mistaken, you've had multiple lifetimes on islands. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> That'll be a whole episode in and of itself. Oh, my gosh. Well, that episode, <laughs> that lifetime, the one that we're both thinking of where I was a mystic, has, I mean, has had so much meaning in the last, like, six months of my life I never could have predicted. I just, and I thought you were crazy when you were like, let's let's take Kaylee to the lifetime where she was a mystic. And I remember, I mean, this is what's so fascinating. When you're in the regression, your irrational mind is still on. Like, you're still thinking and conscious. And I remember thinking, why would he say that? Like, what, like, why, what does that even mean? Like, why, what, why did he even come up with that just now? A life is a mystic? Like, okay, whatever. Thinking like nothing was going to come. And of course it came. And um, yeah, if you want to save that for another episode, we can, we can leave that as a teaser because yeah, I, I was shocked to see what we saw in that episode, in that lifetime. <laughs> I love how I'm calling it an episode. I was shocked. And you were just so guided by intuition because seeing that lifetime has helped me so much with everything in my life over the last six months. Like I couldn't have known that. That was like a year ago. So great timing, dude. <laughs> I wish I could say I planned it that way, but just the way the universe <laughs> works. And even with that, that's not usually the way that I would go about that, but it went down just like you said it did. Show her the life where she was the mystic because I generally don't like to phrase it that way because it's almost leading. Mm -hmm. However, in that <laughs> particular circumstance, it felt like there was something whispering in my ear. Yeah. Mystic, mystic, mystic. Yeah. Show her. <laughs> mystic, mystic. I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. We'll do this then. Let's go to the life where she was a mystic. <laughs> It was so profound. It was so profound. And what's so cool about that lifetime is that since that session, people have been revealed to me that, that were there in that lifetime. You had me go and sit with elders and, and now like I, I keep meeting them. Like, I, and then I, I meet them and crazy things start to happen. I like, I, when I, each time I meet one of them, I like shake and my whole body like freaks out and I'm like, oh my gosh, you were there. You were sitting in that circle with me. You're one of my elders. Like, anyways, I feel bad for the, the listeners. They're like, probably like, well, tell us the story. Um, and I just keep leaving these like clues, but yes. Um, I mean, it's up to you, but no, it's pretty remarkable. And you're actually reminding me that it was in that session, not in that lifetime where David at, at, at a different point, came and showed me my husband to be. <laughs> and that wasn't, that wasn't what we were going into that session. That wasn't like the intention of that session, but David came and, and we were talking for quite a while, which was so amazing to just get to sit and talk with him. And, um, yeah, you guys were sitting underneath a tree or something for that one. If I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right next to like this beautiful pond and waterfall. We were just like sitting down and just talking and um and you were great you were like it's so interesting because usually you try to take me into different into different lifetimes and you just let us go and we just talked and i asked him like a million questions or you asked a million questions and then you know i brought up that it's been like so hard you know being being single and that like now that I have done the healing work, like I, I want to start a family. Like I had already envisioned that and dreamt that with him and how much I want to start a family now. And he showed me my husband. And it was so interesting because he didn't show like he didn't show me um my husband's like physical appearance, but his energy. 
like basically like in soul state, his energy. I mean, literally I can close my eyes and I can see it. I can like literally see this being across from me. Um, it's so profound and feel it. And I can feel what it feels like to be in that soul's presence. And yeah. And as you know, Daniel, I got engaged a few weeks ago. <laughs> so to this person, like it's amazing. His, his name is Adam Batalel and like the energy, it, it's that energy. Like it's so weird. And it's also so interesting because I was with him the way David was with me. Like I was like, Oh, I rec- I recognize this person. And it was like, it's almost like David gave me this gift. Like, I want you to have the feeling so that you know the feeling when you're with it, you know, like once, once, and like, we just sat down, you know, at a friend's house for dinner. We didn't know each other, but it's like, I was like, wait, 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 like there's something familiar about this. Like I know this energy and I didn't know at the time that that's what I was feeling, you know, until we started dating. And I was like, okay, this is that energy. I felt I've, I've have felt this before. I know this feeling. And, um, yeah. So <laughs> that's like an amazing full circle experience with all of this as well. I remember David also, I remember him encouraging you not to let him go completely, but he was like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I want you to be happy. You don't need to always be attached to me in that way. I'll always be here for you. Yeah. But I want you to find your happiness. And I feel like that was a running theme throughout mm-hmm. multiple sessions, not just the one where where he showed you the essence. I believe I remember that happening in our initial session as well. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it did. It did. You're absolutely right. In our in our initial session and in every session that he has popped into, that has always been important to him to share that he wants to see me happy and in love and fulfilled. He's also always kept saying, like, you just got to, you need to be patient, Kaylee, <laughs> which I am not a very patient person. <laughs> so you to be patient. It's coming. Very reassuring, very encouraging. Like, it's coming, and he's amazing. And that was also really, it's so healing to have someone that you love, you know, the man I thought I was going to spend my life with, who's now gone, say to me, like, your husband is so amazing and so incredible. And like, I'm so excited for you to get to meet him and for what's in store for the two of you. And I think that's, what's so important about understanding the soul and, and, and the journey of the soul to understand, like, we are so, we get so stuck in our human beliefs and values and what we think. And we think that we're hurting someone by moving on. And I always say it's not moving on, it's moving forward. But but the truth is that, that when we are in soul state, when we are in that pure soul state, we only want the best for our loved ones. And we have a much better, we have much more clarity on what's happening, why it's happening. We can see the bigger picture. We know that this is just like, we're in this like virtual reality experience. It's just one lifetime of many, right? And, and so to get to hear from loved ones express these things is, is so, it's just I think it's crucial perspective. I literally don't know how people are walking around in their lives without the, without these experiences, without this kind of insight. I think it's like, it's really hard. I mean, people are suffering, right? Like they are, this is why I have a job, <laughs> but, but when you say, <laughs> so, right. So, but it's, it's like to realize that the souls of those we love and have lost, they only want what's good for us. They only want, to see us happy and they're cheering us on and it means something to them. It's not like we think, Oh, here on earth, someone might be jealous. That's just a human emotion. That's not a spiritual experience. And that has been profound to have him with me through, through the healing process, through healing from losing him and being open to dating again and and creating a vision for my life again. It's like, I got to have him, with me, you know, like, I don't understand how not everyone is like <laughs> lining up. Like I, I just, I'm like, I, I, you know me, I do these sessions all the time. It's so much fun. It's incredible. There's one thing you forgot to mention about your fiance. I know you said it was just the feeling. It was that, that recognition. But when you told me the story, <laughs> I believe you brought up the word neuroplasticity as well. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold, but yes, yes. Not only, not only did he bring up neuroplasticity, which is what caught my eye. I was like, um, hello, who are you? Let's talk about this. And for those who don't know, neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to create new neurons. It's what makes the brain is plastic. It's how we heal, like, right? The story of my life. 
But then also in the same conversation at this same dinner, he was talking about the super conscious, <laughs> which is like, right, the seed of the soul and is everything. It's like when we go into these past life regressions, and that's what was so fascinating for me when I first started learning about past lives was when you do a past life regression, a lot of times people think that like in hypnosis, you're going into the subconscious. And I started to learn like, oh, you're going into the super conscious. So to sit across from someone who could like talk about the super conscious was like so mind blowing to me. And yeah, it was like, also it's a setup. It's like my whole life led to this moment for us to be able to have this kind of conversation and bond in this way and have that familiarity. And it's really interesting. Like Adam Mazzala will tell you that he, he feels a deep connection to David. Like they've never met, but he feels a deep, a deep connection to him. And What's so beautiful about understanding that we have multiple lives and that we're souls first, having a human experience, you know, it's, you understand that we are all connected and there's so much more involved than, than, than we can fathom, you know, I'm sure that their souls are connected. There's like no two ways about it, you know? So it's, it's really remarkable to, to get to be with someone now who can openly, lovingly embrace my journey and my relationship with David, because it's not like that disappears, especially, you know, that he has still been here through all of these sessions and has been, you know, still a big part of my life. So it's all magical. What can I tell you? That session was magical. My life is magical. Like, like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I just, yeah. And I'm so, I feel so grateful that I get to go on this journey with you, Daniel, because when you walked up to me at the wedding, which again, I remember like it was yesterday, like, again, I, I'm like you, like, I don't remember someone I met this morning, <laughs> like, but this was such a huge moment. I, I also believe our souls are connected. I can't wait to find out and see in past lives, like what you and I have done together. And you came into my life at this moment where it's like, I, I was ready for that, that kind of healing and to start on this path. And that's also how I know our souls are connected through many, many lifetimes. I know this is not the first time you and I have, have been in life together because that's just, it's just not it's not possible right it's not random like you said all these synchronicities start happening you go oh okay and and yeah and we've had many many synchronicities since then and all at the right moment like you will text me on the day that I just had like earth shattering news and like oh okay let's regroup what are we doing how are we dealing with this and like it's not random that that's what happens I mean even today we scheduled this interview weeks ago and it happens to be on a day where also my life has changed drastically this morning. And like, oh, here you are. There's Daniel again, just popping in. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's like you're that signpost in a way. So once you start going down this road, you start to see like who your, who, who your soul family is while on this earth. And it's, it's really profound. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, when I'm with you, a lot of the time, I just don't have much to add because you pretty much cover everything. So, <laughs> well, you're welcome. Do you want me to run your podcast for you? I can host it for you. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. You're, you're so good at this. Come on. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, thank you. So much. <laughs> and I just have to say one of the greatest honors of my life was when Kaylee, well, first said to me a few weeks ago, Hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm having a get together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's there's get together. Dad, find out a couple days later that you're engaged. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah, it's an engagement party. That's what we're having. Um, <laughs> we said on a Sunday night. It's like, oh, wow, yay. But for me to see, it warmed my heart so much mm. because I thought of that first session and that feeling of David in the room because I felt him there too. Yeah. It's almost like I felt him smiling when I saw that you were engaged. Oh. And one of the greatest honors for me of my life was when you asked me to perform at your engagement party. Oh my gosh. It was so, you made it so special. I think your fiance had a little something to do with that also, but thank you. <laughs> yes, he also made the engagement party very special. <laughs> and when I was up there singing at your engagement party, it was just feeling of everything was leading in this direction. And for me to be a part of that, I was just so honored. And then when mm -hmm. I started to play, which one was it? Can't Help Falling in Love with You. 
and when your fiance yeah. started to sing to you, I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I am so <laughs> happy to be here for this moment, knowing how I met you in Israel. And here we are in Los Angeles <laughs> and I'm playing guitar at your engagement party and your fiance is singing to you. Yeah. It was just, it was such a magical moment for me. And it was so magical. I just, I thank you for that because it goes beyond the job description for me, <laughs> but it's still that feeling of, wow, this is just part of what I do. Yeah. I don't know if your session had altered the trajectory of your life in a way that you could find yourself in a place like this now. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But if it did, it was that feeling of me standing there with a guitar being like, you know what? I played a little part of this. Still, I know yeah. this is about you. So I'm not trying to steal the, the spotlight from you. No, that- you absolutely did. And for those who don't know, Daniel's an amazing musician, singer and songwriter. And the song that I asked you to play um, and the reason I asked you to play um, at our engagement party is because to start our first session, you played this unbelievably beautiful love song. And it, it like transported me before we had even started the session. So that was like, you know, with 24, within 24 hours from when we met, what is it like 12 hours? Like, by the, <laughs> like that was crazy. So from the time we met until doing the session and, and so you started our session with that song, which is so, it's so profound that someone like that you go to that level that, that you're so, you're so connected to your work and what you do and to your clients and, so it's, it is full circle. It is really, really profound. Like the journey that I've been on and you've been such a big part of it. And, and then to have that song, like at our engagement party, it's like, and it's such a beautiful song. Every time I hear it, it's like, you're going to have to play it for the show. Like the audience is going to have to hear this song. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but. <laughs> I'll play it one day. Just thank you for that. <laughs> I probably should mention for everyone listening, I don't make a habit of doing that at the beginning yeah, of sessions. Yeah, yeah, don't expect that in your session. <laughs> it's because, well, I had my guitar with me in Israel. And since I had all of my luggage with me that I brought to Kaylee's house, the guitar was part of that. I was operating under such a time, or time constraint. And I believe you were as well because you had to get to work. Yeah, it was nuts. I think this it was like a, 7 a.m. or something. It was a very abbreviated session. And I cut out the pre-session portion of it, which oh usually gosh, lasts a couple hours. So when I talked to Kaylee the previous night, I had that feeling of what the theme of the session would be. And for this particular song, I felt that it would put her in that space where it would kind of just push everything else out of the way and allow whatever needed to come in to come in. I also tuned my guitar to a different frequency, 432 for all those healers out there. Instead of standing yep. 440, you know, let's 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 put up a good feeling in the belly. So yeah, yeah, retuned it with a chromatic tuner. I just I think that everything happened perfectly to orchestrate our meeting, and I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Mm. And you've changed my life in so many ways because this really did change me as a practitioner. Your session that really made me see what's important, and that has changed everything for me. Yeah, admittedly. I still love the sessions that have aliens or ancient lost <laughs> civilizations, but the ones with heart are the ones that really matter to me. And so for everyone who's listening right now, yes, I will do episodes that have to do with aliens and ancient <laughs> lost civilizations. But the reason I'm choosing to focus on sessions that have to do with matters of the heart is because that's what really matters. Yeah. That's the focus that I'm going to put out there. The other stuff is fun. For the left side of the brain you know that logical analytical thinking side mm-hmm. but it's your right side that's the one that really matters because it's the yeah. one you really learn from it's the one you have the experiences that move you through life in a way that alters the trajectory of your your soul's journey yeah and that's the message that i want to convey i'm in a different place now than i was when i met kaylee almost four years ago So I can't say that there's not another session that would have come along that would have made me see things differently. But this session was a game changer for me. It really was. Like, it just changed my life in so many ways. 
just the appreciation I had for things outside of past life regression shifted dramatically. Mm. And I thank you for giving me that experience. Oh, wow. Wow, Daniel, that's so profound. I like, like, it's so interesting. I mean, I feel so much gratitude to you. I'm like, thank you for saying that. That means so much to me. It's, it's also really profound to me that like, that that session had such an impact on you because that's without us knowing how full circle all of this would be. Like, we didn't know the journey that we were beginning, you know, it was like, okay, it's one session. And it led to this incredible journey. Um, but I think, yeah, I think both of us knew in that moment, you know, our lives were altered and, and I agree with you. It's like the alien stories are really cool and fun, but these are, these are the experiences that make us who we are. And it's, it's why we incarnate, you know, we want to come to experience the full range of human emotion and we want to experience falling in love. And otherwise, why would we come into these tiny little bodies when we're these expansive souls? Like that's ow, like, don't do that, you know? So yeah, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. And it's also, I see it as a real two-way street because not only did you gift me that experience, but you've also helped me find my voice. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about. I do. (laughs) So my two cents for everyone out there listening is just take notice in your lives. Who are those people who are having an impact in ways that may not look spectacular, but really have the most, I don't know if momentum is the right word, but momentum of a forward push to shift your life in directions that can only be done in subtle ways. Yeah, that's really right. You just, I think it's really about being very present and being open to those moments. Like you just don't know, like our lives change in an instant and you never know what, what's the moment that is going to suddenly change the trajectory of your entire life. So be open, you know, keep your eyes open to it and be present for it and, and know that nothing is random. It's not random how you and I met. It's not random how David and I met. Like everything is being orchestrated and, and without realizing it, like, oh, we, we planned it. <laughs> like We planned this and here we are fulfilling our, our vision, which is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. My favorite. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you for, for giving me all of this meaning and for giving me another chance. You know I love to share my story, so thanks for giving me the opportunity to share it. Well, it won't be the last time you're coming on the show. No, my gosh, I want to do this all the time. <laughs> so what are you doing tomorrow? Let's do this again. <laughs> I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. All right, so we can do another interview after that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How can everyone work with you? Ah, awesome. Um, so you can go to my website, kaleyz.com, K-A-L-E-Y-Z.com. And you can check out my illness recovery coaching, my grief coaching. You can also follow me on Instagram, which we'll have to put the handle in the show notes because my last name is really long um, and hard to spell. But you can follow me at Kaylee Zaytuni Official. There's lots of videos. If you're not able to, you know, obviously I have a full plate, but if you're not able to get to me directly, please, 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 like, watch the videos, watch our lives. Like there's so much out there that I want it out there. I want to be helping people and um, to navigate life. It's hard to be human, you know, and just trying to do my best to give people as many tools as possible. And um, yeah. Oh, and on Amazon, you can get the book that I co-authored called Transforming Your Life. It's volume two. There's two volumes. So on Amazon, Transforming Your Life, volume two. Yay. Thank you, Kaylee. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and also I'm just going to like, I'm just going to throw this in here. I have a course starting in a couple months, early 2022 course is starting whenever it airs. There's usually always a course starting like every other month. So if when you register or join the waitlist, you put Daniel's name or the name of the podcast in the comments, I will give you a really, really nice discount. Yay. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) All right. Take care. Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a session with me, 
just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist, or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com.